There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Two. I spent four years in San Francisco. The Brown and Crouppen Morning After. KPN-TFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. How can I keep control of my nerves? Sensual. The way you wind up when you throw me those curves. I hear him yell strike. And it's a good call. It's so hard to keep my eyes on the ball. On the Less than a week, Doug. Valentine's Day, they'll be there. Love will be in the air. Cardinal baseball. Trela, trela. You read the stories about Trevor Bauer saying he play I saw, the I minimum saw his with incentives. Yeah. yeah, I saw his tweets. And the Cardinals apparently aren't said interested. He loves, yeah, said he loves Sonny Gray. It seems like no team is really interested. That's what makes me. Like, if it was just like, if he signed with someone else, I'd be like, oh, man, Carl's going to have him. But it doesn't seem like anyone. Oh, someone will. You think? Sure. Yeah. Just like someone will sign Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell. No, yeah, no yeah. one signed them yet either. It's true. It's very true. Is that weird to you with all that, Monty? I mean, guys get signed in spring training all the time. It's Scott Boris with uh, Montgomery and Snell. Yeah, so he'll, you're dealing he'll with He'll hold that. out to the very last minute. And why not if it means another million or two dollars out of some hundred million dollar contract? If you can get another million or two by waiting another week, yeah. isn't that worth it? Yeah. You think uh, the Cardinals will go after Monty? No, I think they're done. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think they're. That's why Bauer, at least financially, made a lot of sense. He wasn't convicted or charged with anything. You're right. Yep. And he's, who knows what happens with these athletes? Got a target on their chest. Yeah. Maybe he did something. Maybe he's just a, completely innocent. Who yeah. knows? Or somewhere in between. Looking past that situation, I, maybe I'm just trying to think through an MLB GM's mind here, like just the fact that he hasn't played in the majors in this many years. They just had a big year in Japan, right? And they right. just—they're signing Japanese players for sure, for sure, for sure. They, he was posting his spin rates, his spin rates, even without. Where would he play? Foreign substance. And that he, he'd be your number two looking. starting pitcher, if not your number one. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Like, would you rather have Stephen Matt start games or Trevor Bauer? It's like tough to. Or Lance Lynn or Miles Michaelis. Yeah. Well, I guess Michaelis's ceiling at the moment is probably just a touch higher. Bauer, Bauer's considerably better than Miles Michaelis, and he's better than Gibson. Yeah, hey, I, I would agree with you on the Lennon Gibson. That's he'd be right there with Sonny Gray. He's that caliber pitcher. Well, at his best, yeah. I just I don't know what he I don't know what he looked like. So, so I would bet someone takes a a, a chance on oh, him, signs him with the yeah. league minimum incentives, and if he dominates, then you know egg mm-hmm. on our face. But if not, trala trala, the Cardinals are coming. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Doug, let's head out to Scottsdale. Uh, you liked him from the get go. Sa Thagala, 
six under through his first round, but play is currently suspended. Do you know why play is suspended? Uh, rain, I think. Okay. Uh, so that's what's going on out there in Scottsdale. But we have one of our... It's back on today. Okay. So they'll be... I think they may be on the course now. Okay. Uh, but we did have a player who is, I believe, on Doug's roster. You know him, Doug. Lucas Glover, you're a big fan. No, Luca... I just picked him because he, his name came up in the <laughs> box. Uh, Lucas Glover withdrew from the Waste Management Phoenix Open as oh. he was set to miss his opening round tee time on Thursday. I just misread my text messages that listed my tee time. Glover told the Golf Channel, I'm kicking myself but laughing at myself at the same time. Glover, who has never missed a tee time in his PGA Tour career, was scheduled to tee off at 8.26 a.m. local time and was in his hotel room when officials called him to tell him he had one minute before his scheduled tee time. Mm. So they put an alternate in instead. That's bad for you, Doug, because you also got uh, somebody's five over on your team ever out of that Oh, well, I don't get to research anything. That's tough, though, when you're uh, uh, Aaron Rye is five over. Yeah. Well, I'm right there with you with Adam Hadwin, that idiot. <laughs> well, he is four idiot. over, the Canadian. Is, yeah, Luke List. Uh, That's uh, who you said would win. So you got rid yeah. of Hadwin, right, Doug? I think no, I got, yeah, got rid of Brian Harmon. Oh, that. Yeah, He's sorry, even par. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, Luke List, uh, I was just checking the leaderboard, and oh, three, oh, three under par, fourth place, two holes to go. Yeah, about a half hour later, I check. Yeah, Luke List won over. Idiot. What the hell happened? I guarantee his caddy said. You can't guarantee anything. Dude, you don't know. Dude, you're in fourth place. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. I was listening to the morning after before my tea time. I heard Iggy said he's got me on his team, so I'm going to go bogey triple to end my last two holes and go from fourth to 80th in two holes. So what would you say? He's an idiot? Yeah. What? You know there's water up the whole left side, dude. Put it right. Well, did you ever hit a ball in the water yourself? I'm not a pro. Well, but there's human. Well, it's supposed to be good. <laughs> well, they are good. <laughs> stuff still happens. They're not machines. Bub, men not machines. <laughs> well, so I think the cut's going to I would guess the cut's going to be, after looking at it, I think the cut's going to be two under. So I'm going to need a six under par. Or had one. I'm going to need two under par. Or, yeah, who's the other guy? Brendan Todd, he was like four under at one point. Yeah, I'm going to make a couple of bogeys coming in, too. Get to one under. KG, is your roster live? Hard to say because I had a lot of guys going out late yesterday and they didn't get to finish their round. Ah, fair. But Cooch is hurting me. Oh, no. Damn Cooch. Yeah, I mean, there's but guys. Doug, this is your to lose. There's guys mm. through two holes. Yeah. Troy Merritt is through three. Somebody had Cam Young. Didn't Doug have Cam uh, Young? Yeah, Doug's got Cam Young. Doug's He's three under through five. Ooh. Hmm. So this one going to be another 54-hole event. No, I think it was just. <laughs> I think it was rain. I wasn't watching. I just know. I, well, what else would it be? It could be lightning in the area. It could be. No, it poured there yesterday. I was watching the coverage. It was it was nasty. It got cold too. Didn't yeah, it? it was in the 40s. Oh my god. Yeah, it was. It, there was moments where I, when I was out in Scottsdale last week, where, well, the night before we played out there, it had rained a considerable amount. It, the course was pretty wet, so they kept seas on peas, Doug. And I don't uh, like that. <laughs> And there's some long walks you have to make uh, on that course, but the when it rains and the temperature drops, it gets pretty like surprisingly cold because it gets windy as hell too. And then you're you're really and you're like in the desert. And you're like, why is it cold? Yeah. But that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. What's funny was I talked to my sister the other night. She's getting into golf now because mm-hmm. her husband obviously loved golf. And she would talk about you know the courses that she played, and she'd been playing at like Newport Beach, California, because with her husband, and they actually went to the waste management, and this is her first 
golf event experience of Pretty any good kind. one. Pretty good one to kick and off with. like, you are going to enjoy yourself. Her I, husband is heir to the Simpsons throne. Correct. So they enjoy just... themselves, and she's taking lessons currently and nice. got really big into it. And I told her, it's like, you're going to get good really fast. Like, once you know how to stand and approach the ball mm-hmm. and hit it, like, you're going to go from, like, a 130 to, like, a one. You know, twenty in like a week. Yeah, yeah. It takes it's like, one it's like shot. when you're four hundred pounds and you start losing weight. Like you and, lose sixty pounds yeah. in like a month, and then a hundred about a year later. And then if you play all the time, maybe you'll shoot ninety. Maybe yeah. ninety four is like, where just you like land losing that. Weight. Like yeah. it gets harder and harder once you get to like more normalized. Does her father in law still do the Simpsons? No, he retired a while ago, but still. Probably gets, I mean, residuals gets residuals like crazy. Has percentage into it, yeah, because oh, he's yeah. one of the OGs. So really? Like, so, like, from day one, he yeah, was Yeah, so you'll a see his name a lot more the in name? the earlier. Richard Sakai. Is he in the same boat as Sam Simon was? Like, is he one of the... I, de- I don't think he's I think up Simon there with... Sam writer, too. Sam, yeah, he was the writer and producer. So, I don't think he was, like, the big executive producer. He was, like, the uh, creator. So like, Sam, Groaning, I think, is Matt one Graining. of the last names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Sam... I think Simon, when he died, was worth, like... 80, 90 million dollars, 100 million dollars. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yep, Richard, Richard I think, Sakai, producer. Yeah, I think he's worth about, or, you know, made about the same. Because the Simpsons have gone 35, 40 yeah, years. Yeah, a long I mean, time. It's the longest. It's, yeah, it was started in the early 90s. Uh, he also, Richard Sakai, was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture because he produced Jerry Maguire. Yep. Oh, he did. Rod mm-hmm. Tidwell. Well, this is a big hitter then. He's, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, so. he produced a lot of James L. Brooks movies. So as good as it gets, Spanglish, Bottle Rocket, classic. Um, Tracy Ullman show. Really? Wow, this is crazy. So it was like, she, she was kind of like not knowingly humble bragging about the courses that like are just, you know, unbelievable, obviously, and fantastic weather right off the ocean. Can't you get in on some of that Hollywood I don't want. I don't want to be handed anything. If they want to have not? me out, if they, if they want to have me out, I would love to, but I don't like to intrude in any way. He's the president of Gracie Films, which was the production company founded by James L. Brooks. See? So he got his, like, kind of, you know, handed a bunch of different. So he, mm-hmm. that production company is running The Simpsons currently. So yep. yeah, he's still. Uh, and he still lives where? Checks. Like Idaho, did you say, or Montana? No, they live in Montana. My sister and her husband. Uh, Richard lives, I think, anywhere he wants to live. Yeah, I. That's maybe, crazy. Maybe he lives in Newport Beach, and that's uh, where she's. That yeah, he's from San Francisco, so yeah, I'm sure he lives up in that northern they, California. They area. do Christmas in Malibu and all that stuff, but they, they, he earned that. Like that's good for yeah, you know those people. Yeah. Starting one of the worked his the butt long, off, like and, the longest syndicated show of all time, or at least animated wise. And look around you, we earned this. Damn right. That's what I tell her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you may be doing that, but yeah. I just played a golf course. Yeah. yeah. That somebody was peeing in the woods. I'm, so, I'm about like, to crap my pants on HD2 radio, so right. I yeah. tell me. Good I luck with that. This. I just ate a granola bar, high in fiber, and I'm about to poop my pants on mm-hmm. there. We've worked <laughs> just as hard, and we're clinging by our fingernails, <laughs> trying desperately to pay the bills. No, they're great people, though. Like so, you know, you can't hate. I no, hate. I'm not hating. Just uh, jealous and impressed. Mm-hmm. Doug, but, you know, I'm impressed by the verticality. I mean, your hair looks so good. Like, it's actually, it's really wild. More new new tufts coming in all the time. It's It's crazy. It's the thickest I've ever seen it. I got a pompadour. Yeah, that's thanks to our friends over at St. Louis Mm -hmm. Hair Restoration. Doug, you walk in there, they'll give you a free consultation on your hair. They're going to take a look at your hair and say, all right, this is the best plan going forward. Here's a treatment plan for you. For me, it's something like finasteride and this laser cap. I put on my head every uh, six minutes a night. Super easy to do. And we're seeing some real results. And they can do the same thing over for you. If you go through with one of those treatment plans for St. Louis Hair Restoration, you mentioned TMA, 
$250 off, and you can wear the sash that Doug is currently mm -hmm. wearing, Mayor of Tufftown. That's what they call me now, the Mayor of Tufftown. I've been given this wonderful sash by the great Jeff Ablin on, on behalf of, well, I don't know if the people of St. Louis Hair Restoration put them up to it or not, but they could have. Sure. And you could get a sash like this yourself. The sash is sold separately, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I had the old FUE procedure, Jackson, and it took about, oh, I'd say four or five hours the day that I went in, and they shaved the sides in the back of my head, and they take the, the hair follicle grafts out of that area, and then they put it where you were thin, and for me, there was zero pain involved. I mean, when you look at the pictures, you think, oh, I bet that hurt. It didn't, didn't hurt at all. They numb it up. They numb it up real nice. Real nice. And then you, you're going to want to take a day or two off from work, maybe schedule it late in the week and take the weekend off, and then put a baseball hat, and you're really ready to go just two or three days later, and then you just sit back and you wait for the tufts of plenty to start popping in your head. That's all. You'll feel like a human chia pet. Yeah, you look outstanding, <laughs> and that's thanks to our friends over mm -hmm. at St. Louis Hair Restoration. Go check them out. Doug, we got a caller on the line. It's oh. one of your favorites. I know it's one of Vicky's favorites. Mr. Licks oh. is on the phone lines. Good morning, Mr. Licks. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Happy Friday. Hey, well, happy Friday to you, happy sir. Um, you know, I was in Ann Arbor a couple nights ago, mm. and... What do you know it? I sit down at the bar. Front and center is a couple bottles of Milagro tequila. Hell yeah. Oh. Listener of the month. That's the sponsor of the listener of the month where you can sign up, tmastl.com. Get yourself, a, get yourself a, a little beverage with some Milagro in there? We did. We just, we got it, we got it neat. Nice. You know, just, Delicious. just a single, and it, it went down smooth. Hell yeah, it's brother. Amazing. I like that tequila, too. I've started to move more towards tequila when I go out. It's, it's, yeah. it's tasty. I like it. Milagro's a great tequila. Mm -hmm. And if you get a good tequila, like, you know, 1942 or something, mm -hmm. you it's, it's impossible to get a hangover. Right. Because, right. I mean, yeah, because it's low sugar, and you're not, like, if you're not doing mixers of, like, you know, pineapple juice or a lot of sugar. It's the sugar that gives you the hangover? Oh, big time, yeah big time well why don't you get a hangover when you eat candy or something uh well it's the alcohol in combination with the sugar there's some molecular thing to it a scientist call in but we got mr licks in the hole and he's oh, a financial oh, yeah, that's guy right. okay sorry uh, yeah like uh, the worst thing you can drink is some like people that drink crown apple that's like i don't know yeah <laughs> stuff flavored stuff or sugar stuff is not going to be good for your hangover the next day if you're drinking in excess which always we say drink responsibly right well i figured it's friday it's a good time to kind of look back over the last few weeks yeah and just make some corrections to the record maybe so i just i had some okay. three or four things i wanted to you know go through that's like tony reale with the errors and omissions on uh, pti yeah so it it does happen to be more icky centric oh no um shocking so <laughs> We're just gonna go. We're just gonna run through this. So, so Iggy, when you talked about Luke List putting him on your roster a couple weeks ago, you said he hadn't missed a cut in eight months, but he actually missed a cut in June. So you were wrong. Um, Eighty percent crestfallen right now. Uh oh. And then yeah, we'll just go to the next points. one. Um, Steven Yeager. June, July, Jager, August, September, Jager. October, November, December, January, February. That's nine months, so I was off. You, yet. Said, you said it in early January, so you were wrong. Um, mm. So it was seven and a half months. I was off by a week. Sorry, you, you win again. Mm, yeah, it was, it was six and a half months. Yeah, go ahead. Um, 
Is it Steven Jaeger or Jaeger? We'll go with Jaeger, but we'll have someone check on it. Okay. Steven Jaeger, you said he hadn't missed a cut in a year and a half. He actually missed a cut in April at the RBC, so unfortunately you're wrong again. All right, a year, but yeah, yeah okay. Um, yeah, well, that's like eight months. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I was, I was uh, estimating, too. When I say about, I wasn't counting down the days. About but I, it, yeah. Boy, you're just you're ticking like, on these little things, and you're making a fool of yourself, but continue. Yeah. Mm. No. If something happened last April, I, w I would also just estimate that at a year and a half. Yeah, okay. Usually yeah. might go to. Um, and then Nick Taylor, uh, <laughs> you said he was top 10 at Pebble last year. He was actually 20th, so you were oh, wrong. Oh, God, I was off by 10. God darn it. Are you trying to deliver a crestfallen sandwich? <laughs> no, because he's making a fool of himself. Yeah, and then and then Danny McCarthy, you said he hadn't missed a cut in a year, and he actually missed a cut in August at the Wyndham. Um, the way that it's being delivered, it just seems like it's condescending. It's, almost. it's trying to, yeah. it's just poking, poking. And then another one, Ludwig A. Aberg. Um, you said he's just finishing top ten week after week after week after week. And unfortunately, he literally finished 30th the week before he said that at the Sony, and oh. and 47th the week before that at oh. the Century. Well, I was talking about how he got on tour, and I was talking about the Corn Ferry tour. You well, you were talking about recent events. Okay, um, yeah, whatever. Go ahead next. Yeah. I just do you just kind of make these things up in your head, or how do you get to those stats? I'm pretty sure when I say these things, I say. In about a year, uh, you know, you look at how how many top tens Aberg had coming into this year. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have any. So I just say, yeah, nothing but top tens. I don't mean nothing, but I don't mean his whole career he's made top tens. So yeah, if you just read between the lines, I mean, most people know what I'm talking about. But you're the one that nitpicks these little things and thinks you're so cool. <laughs> he's wrong again. Just like you said, JT Poston isn't a good putter. I mean, you made a fool of yourself there. Just. You know, he goes out the oh, next. You go out the next. He goes out the next. You go out the next week, and he makes 18 out of 18 straight putts inside 10 feet. I mean, just you know, whatever. You can say whatever you want, but okay, inside 10 feet. That's not even that impressive because if your first putt was from 40 feet <laughs> and you got it to three, and then you make a two footer, I don't know why you think that's impressive. JT Poston is not a top three, four, five putter on the PGA Tour. And I, I don't really want to reopen that topic. It's a no, because you're, because you're wrong, so go ahead and leave that one out there. Just, oh. you know, you're wrong on that one, but you know, I don't want to bring that one up again. Just go to somebody else, will you? Because you make a fool of yourself every week going after me. Anything else, Mr. Lex, what you got? Uh, you did say, just can we talk him. about I'm really tired of this guy. Right, I really right. am. I'm, I'm with Iggy. I can dump him. I'm just sorry, spend, Mr. Lex. Nobody wants to hear you call in and just trash me about my picks because they're stupid. I get. We gave him a platform. You block him. I I, I potted him down. For oh, Iggy, so Iggy is part of the show. Yeah. I'm Text not me, Lex. I'm not hosting the show, but I just if the whole thing's going to be about oh, you said he uh, had missed a cut in a year and he uh, missed one uh, last year in February and you said in January so that's eleven months. So you're wrong there. I mean, if you're going to nitpick those little things, when I'm just estimating, hasn't missed a cut in about a year and a half. He maybe missed one in a year. I mean, come on. Well, maybe it's better to. To stop talking in absolutes. Just saying, it seems like he hasn't missed a cut in a long time. So you that that, that, that kind of covers yeah, everything. Okay, that, One of the best kind of stuff, you know, yeah. like that's always happening. And, I, and again, I go, with, I go with these, when I'm looking at stats, when I make these picks, you know, DraftKings has what they've done their last 10, 12 tournaments. Mm -hmm. And it says cuts 10 for 10. 
And I look at it, I look at one he played. He played uh, one last year in uh, September. I said, well, I guess he hasn't missed one. He's 10 for 10. So that's what I go by. You think I go and I look at every tournament they've done? Oh, I don't know. Oh, there he is. He missed one. No, I just go by what DraftKings says. Sure. Is DraftKings wrong? Could be. Mm-hmm. This abomination of a call should have been capped at 90 seconds. I'd rather rub one out with sandpaper than hear oh. this diarrhea of the mouth. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh. The only reason this moron knows about cocktails is because anytime his father-in-law hosts a party, Licks is behind the bar as an indentured servant to work off the credit card debt that he was paid off on his behalf. That comes from Hall of Famer Carlos Spicy Wiener. Huh. I'd venture a guess he doesn't. He'll end up not playing me in the uh, club fame, uh, Jay Randolph Club fan page club championship. We talked offline. He's all in. Hell yeah. Good. Well, he's going to lose. And what? what is he? He can't call in for, or text in for six I months. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah. I don't I, I don't remember what that, but you, no. you two guys, you can work out that. I'll though. never be more pumped up on a tournament. So you're going to play straight up? Play him straight up? I think you might have to give I up a couple so. pops. Depending on what the handicaps are, I mean, if he's if he's 20 and I'm 18, he's going to get a couple pops. But it's going to depend on what his handicap is. I don't know if he has one. Why don't you just play him straight up? Well, I would, but if he's if he's higher than me, then he gets strokes. It's like I didn't understand why Stephen Wild wanted to play me straight up. Mm-hmm. I even said that. I said he should be getting strokes. He's the one who wanted to play straight up. That. Here, come uh, come well, I heard it. I heard it on the uh, best of coming in the other day. His exact words and my exact words. So. Yeah, if he if he gets strokes, I'll give him strokes. Now, if he comes up to me and says, "No, I'll play him straight up," then I'll play him straight okay, up. Okay, then. Uh, we got a text here from the wedding tackle. Uh, al- alcohol is a diuretic; it dehydrates you. That's what the hangover is from, not sugar. These two are morons. That's from the wedding tackle. Huh. I believe he's talking about me and the plowhawk, or maybe me and Mr. Licks. So I did some research on it, and he's not wrong, but he's also not right. Studies. I think it's the soda in it. If you have like a a rum and and coke. The hangover is going to be worse because it does have sugar in it. You're right, I think. Studies show that sugary drinks c- can cause more severe hangovers. However, according to Amarago Couture, who the hell is that? <laughs> a registered dietitian at Staten Island University Hospital, it's not the actual sugar that causes the hangovers, but the fact that these delicious mixers are actually making the more harsh taste of your favorite vodka, tequila, facilitating the chances that you'll drink more. Oh, well, that makes sense. Makes it taste better. Right. So, so like, it's like, give me more. So it's like the idea of like a cold causes, or the cold weather can cause you to get sick. That's not necessarily the case because of the weather. Mm-hmm. It's because you're staying inside more, around more people, and the chances of you getting sick are higher. Like, it, it works that way with chocolate. Right. If it's really sweet and good chocolate, you say, give me more, I'll have the whole bar. Right. And if it doesn't taste very good, it's still a dark chocolate, you may not want much. The reasoning was wrong, so I appreciate, actually, the wedding tackle bring that up, because it's kind of like a a little old wives' tale. But it's also, there's some truth to it, so. But the the, the two things are morons. It's just not welcome here on Friday. Well. It's a positive. We want to be positive. We can't. Yeah, we can't deal with that on a Friday. No, not today. Not when the Plowhawk's dealing with his bowel situation. You said it was enchiladas. Yeah, and they were good. Like I said, I don't want to call it the plank because I'll go there again because sure. it's fantastic. But sure. it just did not sit well. Ate my banana, so feeling well, a little better. Take about some it. medicine. You don't want to earn the nickname Oily Stool. <laughs> Do you know Dairy Queen's in the top ten of largest fast food chains in the U.S.? Huh. I don't know that. You ever know that thing? I'm <laughs> just watching the graph of the top huh. thirty largest food chains. What's one? Subway. I haven't got the one yet. I think it's Subway. Subway. Pizza Hut. I think Subway globally is actually McDonald's like the biggest. McDonald's got to be up there. Burger King's at number six. Again, we only got thirty more seconds of this. Seven thousand location for BK. Top five Taco Bell, Doug. You really? Wow, a lot of Midwest Taco Bells. 
Does that wow. surprise you? Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts at number four, which I think is very surprising. Is this globally or just domestically? U.S. Got it. McDonald's number three, 13,000 locations. Okay. Subway? Starbucks, number two. I think oh. it's going to be Starbucks. I, think it's gonna be I don't think of that as fast That's food. That's fast food. Really? I guess they sell, they sell Holy food. Holy dear mother, Subway has 23,000 locations. Oh, my Lord. Double McDonald's locations. That's crazy. Really? Double. You couldn't pay me to eat a Subway sandwich. Look at the Subway graph. Look at all. I think it's got to be because, like, every food court and every airport in America probably has And it's a every mall. It's a whole lot cheaper to get a franchise, too. Is that the case? Oh, yeah. You don't need a huge building, and yeah. you don't need all the ovens and everything that'll make I bet they in. have the highest profit per unit. You think? Yeah. Oh, 100%. That meat and stuff that they buy in bulk, all them veggies, and how much it, it's like fourteen dollars for a foot long. There's no five dollar foot long, yeah, by the way, anymore. Nice. They're fourteen bucks standard. Like literally, I went there a month ago. What did you get? Fully loaded. I got the uh, chicken bacon ranch. Add, didn't add any extra meat, extra che- nothing besides just the condiments. What's the calorie four, content? It was fourteen hundred, fourteen dollars. I don't know. But you don't even have to worry about that. Yeah, but th- that I bet you that costs. 89 cents to a dollar 50 total to make. Maybe. I bet you they yeah. make 12, 13 times what they sell the sandwich for. Puck, I will, I will say your snacks this morning have been, uh, from what I've seen, a granola bar and a banana, and I don't see a, a soda pop. And a nine. water, I told yeah, you. Look at you. Look at you. Ain't no lie. I'm here. I'm kicking, but you know, tummy's a little tender. Yeah, so some like a like a like a some sort of crumb cake or maybe <sighs> yeah, gushers. caffeine or sugar might just take me over the edge. Yeah, so I'm actually, gonna stick with just the nice protein. I got a yogurt that I'm gonna finish during the next break. So. Oh, look at you! This, this speaking guy. of subway, the subway. I've, a good friend of mine owns several subways in St. Louis. He said one of the biggest problems is just hiring workers, finding, yeah. finding people to work. Yeah, and, and that's a job to where it's like really hands-on. you got to face the customer at all yeah. times. They're watching you do it. It's and just not to get like... people to work, people, mm-hmm. decent people that won't steal from you and will show up when they say they'll show up. And yeah. That's even that's harder now. Thing. I think you gotta, they slice the meat. Do they? You used to have it packed in like, if you like got Kramer. a special, it would be like all like this, put the whole pack on there. Yeah. An Italian special, unwrap it. But now I think I'm, I was told they slice their meat now. Well, what's that, the one that Danny DeVito does the commercials for? They'll slice it right in front of you. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Yeah. And it's amazing, yeah, by the way. The Jersey Mike's it. run across from the Chick-fil-A on uh, Hampton. No joke. Yeah. Really I'm good. a Jimmy John's guy. Yeah, but uh, probably, uh, probably charge a lot, too. Yeah, my, Jersey Mike's super expensive, too. It's like 14 15 bucks. Yeah, what's that like, sandwich place uh, in this little plaza over here? Pop Belly. Pop Belly. I like that one. It's the best bang for your buck in this area. Tasty. The the small, the mini, the tinies, they're still Mm -hmm. really packed full of meat, perfect for a little lunch. That was like seven bucks. Yeah, I was going to, I was like helping out the firefighters and firemen when I can. So I was going to, there's a, what do you call it? Firehouse subs. Yep. Yeah, very nice. And a portion of it go to the firemen and police officers. And it's right by my house on Dorset. So I said, maybe I'll get a sub there today. Like fifteen bucks for a six six inch sub. That's why I, I mean, don't. My God, I, I want to support you guys, but I'm not paying six. I can go to Amagetti's, which I love at least once a week. You know, I can get the Amagetti special like eleven bucks. Well, hell with the fireman, I guess. No, not for I'm, that price. I'll but throw, I'll throw a damn fire. I'll throw a couple. <laughs> I'll throw a couple bucks in your boot when you're out there asking. Hey, but, throw in the boot. I'm not, not going to spend sixteen dollars for a sandwich. No. 
Uh, maybe you don't need an entire foot of sandwich. This country is amazing. That's from uh, Texture of the Year Arbor. That's a lot of sandwich. <laughs> I don't want to eat a six-inch sub. It's... But with a big piece of bread on both sides of it, a foot, that's a that's a uh, lot of food. No, I'm only eating dinner. The so. best sandwich in the country, I've had sandwiches all across at Blue City Deli. It's in terms of pricing. They don't change the pricing that much. It's absolutely loaded. The baguette bread is just unreal. Yeah, it's fire. It's phenomenal. It's a cool, nostalgic place and fun vibe. Line goes quick. Big and like I said, it's cheaper to go there than Subway. And it's cheaper to go to, like, a Mexican restaurant than it is to go to Chipotle. If you go to, like, an El Tapatia, El Indio, which is owned by the same place, you can literally get a full platter with your rice, obviously free chips and salsa. You can get that for, like, 14 15 bucks. Chipotle bowls are, like, $20. <laughs> so, like, you know. fast food is now outpriced themselves in terms of you can wait an extra 10 minutes and get yourself got... a phenomenal meal as opposed to waiting in a drive-thru. And well, I figured out, because Boar's Head is usually the only meat I get when I go to Schnucks. It's good. Mm-hmm. And I look at the prices, like, at uh, Firehouse and some of these places. I can go to Schnucks, I can get a half a pound of ham, Half a pound of roast beef, half a pound of Swiss cheese, a loaf of Asiago cheese bread, French bread, for about the price I would pay for a sandwich. And I could probably make three of them out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of people saying try Viviola Express in Maryland Heights. Yeah, that is, I went there once because a lot of people told me. I said, I wish there was a place closer to me. Joy is. Joy is and, right down the road. Yeah, but they told me this place is in Maryland Heights. I went there. It's very good. Oh, it's, it's, everyone's texting in. Pretty expensive. Doug, too, I don't know good. if you want to look at this video later. This is what I was talking about, the Mariah Carey, uh, Stevie Wonder video. And yeah. she grabs one mic. There are two mics on the stand. Mm-hmm. And he, like, feels his way to grab a mic. And she, like, went in front of him, grabbed the other mic, and he just... St- oh, man. <laughs> I got to get to the part where he's just standing there with the mic. Okay. He's not blind. Yeah, but look, okay, so he grabs one mic. And I know that you can't, I know this is terrible radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, have, this look, is look not the best Look at him standing there with a smile because he thought he'd handing it. Yeah, it's is... really like how she kind of just pushed him out of the way. The video is kind of funny. One of the best lines, and I think I mentioned this either this week or last week about yeah, it. Yeah, this did. week. Yep. The greatest night and pop documentary about We Are the World. And I don't know who said it. It might have been Huey Lewis, but it's the funniest thing. He says, at one point... Ray Charles says, I have to go to the bathroom. Stevie Nicks goes, or Stevie Wonder says, I'll take you. And I think it was, uh, I, I don't know who it was, but he said, that really is the blind leading the blind. I'm going to die on this hill. I do not think that man is blind. There is some. Uh, there has yeah. been stories. Shaq has told a story about being oh, in an elevator with him, and he didn't say anything, but Stevie Wonder says, hey, Shaq, how are you doing? What's up, big man? Yeah, and Shaq was dumbfounded by it. But speaking of things we've said early in the week, it's Friday, and that means it's time for uh, again, yep, yep, the drops. I'll, I mean, I'm going to have, like, all the drops. Um, I'm opening these individually I got you, now. big dog. Okay, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Stevie Wonder's me. I don't think Stevie Wonder's blind. You saw Shaq in the elevator. If you watch that man. segment, it's I think fu- it's Shaq. I'm Shaq. I hate to know who I was. I don't think he's blind. And there's also a video where a knife, uh, Mike gets knocked over, and he reaches over and catches it before it hits the ground. Oh, yeah, with Paul McCartney. Yeah. Maybe he's just got impeccable senses. It could be that he's legally blind, where he can't see very well. I can see. You can see a little something, but not not enough to drive. Or Cat-like reflexes. He's a phony. If you found out he was, he could see. Well, that he still can sing and play the piano. He's still fabulous. Sure. Yeah, he is, but he'll still be. Say he's a fake. Who cares if he can see or not? He's still great. No, but I. I don't believe he can see. I don't believe anybody would want to go through life pretending like you're blind if you're not. 
You wouldn't think. It's a, it's an odd shtick. He's, I think he, because he stood there with the mic smiling as if you thought he was handing it to Mariah Carey behind him. Yeah. I think he was asked one time if you could get a... Um, like if somebody donated their eyes to you and you could get the operation to see. And he's, I think he said no. He says, I've been like this my whole life. I really don't know what I would do if I could see. Good for him. All right, oh, drops of the week. Yeah, sorry okay. about that. I You're was good? just waiting for no, him to please. say we're good. No, so. it's all no, good. I like that. I Life is great. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Morning after. Drops of the week. Yeah, you got to drop it like a hot dog. It's a wonderful drop. Indeed it is. Clip that off. Clip that off. Clip that off. Girls diddle themselves. Guys don't. The guy's yeah. name is Felch. I, I, I pee in my pants all the time. G-A-P-E? Gape? That's a great serve. Oh, I didn't serve. But my grandpa did. No, he's talking about your pickleball serve. Oh, Wonderful. I'm not sharing, like, I, I don't like the stripper mentality anyway. But, like, it's weird for one stripper to be there with 20 dudes. Oh, God. Can you imagine being the eighth lap? Make me a tuft. Make me a tuft, boy. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a tuft. You just throw your yearbooks away? No, but they don't don't bring them to work. I didn't bring it to work. Greg Bennett did. You ever see uh, Lana Rhodes crap out that strawberry on the Twitter tweets? Oh! I showed Tim a picture of Gail Volvo. Is it Buck Rising or Buck Reising? I don't care. That was Drops of the Week. <laughs> yeah, we were good. <laughs> Could we girl. get any better than what we are right now? Yeah, strong sure. week. This strong week. Show. I gotta tell you, I watched this maestro put this together in no time this morning. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, did, I did forget about doing it yesterday. I was supposed to do it yesterday, and I did not. And so I had to craft it this morning. You just took anything that came up? No, he's an artist, man. Don't no, be I mean, saying that. I, well, so KG knows, like, we mark the time of, mm. like, something that's funny and then pull it later. And so it's, you know, I have all of it saved. I just got to craft it and put it together. And then, mm. you know, there's a science to it. There is. What's mm. the science? Not much of one, but, you know. Do you ever save the drops that day? Uh, some days. Some days are busier than others. So it's like, it might be something where I do it. I try to do it, like... Wednesday, and so I work on like four days: Friday, Monday, Tuesday. That day, and then Thursday, add more into it. Some yeah, days it's are so much some... easier if you have all the drops already saved. And all you gotta do is just like pull them. Yeah, but with the marking <laughs> thing, it's because it, you used to write down the times, but when you mark the actual from the audio file, it's right there. So yeah, it's you can the same idea. Open up the saved and get yeah. the marked files right. instead of them disappearing. That's why, it, like, that's why it actually like makes more sense for like me to do it because I'm right there with the audio file. But this is yeah, a little bit peek behind the, the curtain. The inside Doug. scoop. It Doug. is the inside scoop, Doug, and uh, I'm gonna give you the inside scoop on the official HVAC provider of. The morning after that is of course design there they also sponsor the email of the day plowhawk can i hear tim's thoughts about our wonderful sponsor that is of course design air heating and cooling design air heating and cooling is the official hvac provider of tma and the tim mckernan show podcast they're online at designairservice.com and yeah i know it's warm right now but it's inevitably going to cool down and your furnace is going to be working over time so when that happens you want to make sure it's working Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling says get that furnace tuned up and do so very easily, very quickly by going to designairservice.com and clicking on the Book Now tab. I had it done last month. Incredibly easy. They were in, they were out, and now we have peace of mind for the winter months. It's all at Design Air Heating and Cooling. I'm on at designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of TMA. And the Tim McKernan Show podcast, Doug Vaughn is a client, I am a client, and once you work with Design Air, you will be a client as well. 
Service. Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. And I said uh, last week, but I got this text from my friend Gary, who's a loyal listener, went to high school with him, and I sent this text over to Seth. Um, and Gary says, Design Air just left, cleaned up my furnace and checked it all out, and we were all good, showed up when they said they would, and tech was great. No oversell. Thanks for the recommendation. So, Design Air, oh, Seth Goldcamp, they do wonderful work over there. You know who to call when your HVAC system is having issues, whether it be winter, whether it be summer. It's always Design Air. Jackson has a Jordan Spieth look with the, that three-quarter zip, tight haircut, and sweet TPC Scottsdale hat. Happy weekend, cute boys. That's from Steve Klein's Dirty Hat. Uh, also, Who's Your Daddy making a very astute observation and one, an oversight on my part. How did Roof Daddy not make the Drops of the Week? Absolutely my fault. I will make sure to include it in next week's Drops of the Week. And matter of fact, just to satiate some people's appetite, Plylock, I'm sorry for putting you on the no, spot. No, you're good. But you're can, we hear the newest, can we hear the newest... Roof Daddy clip once again because it just never gets old. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Ryan back to the blue line. Hunt's taking a little look. Belick, Belick. Gives it back to Hunt. Hunt's really in close. <laughs> oh, gives it to Brian. Brian, Roof Daddy! <laughs> Get the shingles out. We need to replace them as he went upstairs and there's a hole. <laughs> Fix it before the rain comes. He had that ready to go oh and delivered God. it well. Oh, it's the inflection and the mm-hmm. voice and the changing up of the vocal tones. Really that, close. Okay. <laughs> I love that really, really close. close. <laughs> really and, close. And at the end, you can tell he's Canadian. The Canadian accent comes out at the oh, end. With the woo man. or the, the, the here's a hole? Somewhere at the end. Several words. You can tell the Canadian accent at the end. I like a Canadian accent. Yeah, that's I'm nice. a fan. Yeah. What's your favorite accent, Friendly. Doug? French? Uh... Hmm. I guess a strong Irish accent. Yeah, cool. I think it's Italian good. is awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Because you can speak it so like so. If it's almost like Buster Rhymes is speaking, and everybody can yeah, coherently understand. It's like wow. On a woman, there's nothing sexier than a Irish accent. Mm. I disagree. So did oh. you like the Sons of Anarchy seasons? Right? Did we talk about that when Sons of Anarchy? No, I talked. It was more like for uh, there's a chick on the WWE, the man Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Oh yeah, like that's that's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I just love that accent. Yeah. KG, uh, you said something there, and I, I have a feeling I know where you're going. Yeah, you know is, where I'm going with this. Yeah. Anything Latina. Yeah, that's, uh, that's KG's bag. Oof. Do you think in England the impersonators give an American accent and people just laugh hysterically at it? <laughs> there <laughs> like, are some videos of like people faking like what Americans... And they're like, unbelievable. They're yeah. hilarious, yeah. and they're so accurate. Yeah. They have, like perfect. Exactly mm. what you're wearing right now and mm. kind of what... Why, like, actors when, like... British actors can be Americans seamlessly, but it's super rare for an American to play a British person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not how it works. I don't know how it is. Probably just because their language, their style of language is older, you know, like American accents. Listening to... come in until later. Listening to Benedict Cumberbatch and some of those actors who are heavy English accents, but play Americanized characters like Doctor Strange, you can hardly hear, like... The, the voice inflection different between what he sounds mm-hmm. like in real life to that movie. I don't even know how some of those guys do that. Because and, and like a, an American a traditional English accent to do something like that would take like years right. of coaching. Yeah, it's ra- like, it's, it's rare for insane a, for an American actor to go over and play a British person. Damian wow. Lewis is another British actor. Yeah, it sounds. Yes, he was a star in Band of Brothers. Yeah. You would think he was from Iowa or yeah, something. Right. Uh, how did he get the job? I did the interview and they go, "Oh yeah, we're looking for a British guy to play these American." <laughs> Huh? 
And you wouldn't have a clue that, no, that he was British. Heath Ledger is another one. That like, yeah, like Australian. but Australian, yeah. yeah, but with that deep accent and that, like, you can mm-hmm. never tell, like, when he plays A Knight's Tale. Margot Robbie. So she's oh, at 24 yeah. years old, born, raised, lived her whole life in Australia, comes over, does a perfect uh, like Staten Jersey, Island, yeah. Staten Island oh, accent, yeah. and it's unbelievable. Like, perfect accent. It's crazy. I don't know how you do that. Talent, dialect coaches and mm-hmm. talent. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch was insane when I first heard him in an interview. I'm like, what the hell? Maybe we all need dialect coaches to speak better. I wouldn't mind. It'd be fun to get one in. Just Maybe be that's fun a sponsor. To do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you could like just pull off like a pretty good British accent, that's a nice little feather in your cap. I guess. Tony Soprano had one for all the years on The Sopranos. Yeah, he James was faking. Gandolfini, he had to, to, sit, to kind of do that. It was a lot more nasally. Yeah. If you actually, it's funny, if you watch the first episode of Sopranos, he's not really doing the Tony voice. It's kind of more of the Gandolfini voice. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to season six, it's like he's speaking he's basically out of his nose. Wait, Tom in succession from doing her Matthew food. McFadden. Really? He, he's no British. way. Oh, yeah. The only two non-Americans oh in that show are him and Sarah Snook, who's from Australia. Yeah, I knew Snook. Shiv, and they have outstanding American accents. Dude, Tom is like the, like what you would deem as like a true blood Minnesota. Of like just Minnesota. how Minnesota. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where he's from in the show. Wow. You wonder how Americans lost their British accent way back when. when it is interesting, first isn't started. it? Yeah. Because I'm sure they all spoke it with a heavy British accent when totally. they first came over. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I guess, I don't know. That's a good question. It's a, I guess this is an anthropology anthropology discussion mm. study of mammals <laughs> a little broad but i don't know if that'd be anthropology or not it would certainly fall under it but there might be more a more yeah. specified sociology but I, I don't know uh, maybe it was a blending of all the cultures together and that's what came that out might be what it is you know like i know like jamaican Patwa iggy like we're when we were it's yeah, a lot of irish it's a lot of irish understand any of it it's a lot of because jamaica obviously had some a past of like a lot of island countries, and uh, a lot of Irish is in there too, along with British. Yeah, it's more it's more than the accent; it's actually words that you can't understand. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, South African or Australian accents as a male will land you ass for days. That's from Mister Six Three Zero One. Yeah, the South African offered. one is a very it's sexy on a guy. You like uh, like Ernie L's. Gary Player. G- Gary Player more so than Ernie and than Elzer. I think Gary Player got that, yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah. What about Retief Goosen? Love the name. Haven't heard enough interviews with Retief, but I do miss that kind of day and age of golf. Now, oh, Trevor Noah is South African, right? He doesn't have much of an accent, a little bit. Now, you like him, Doug, right? Uh, he was good on the... On the uh, he is South African. He, Grammy's the other night. He's great. He is... But how long has he lived in the States? Um... I don't know, but you probably won't lose it if you came over as an adult. He's yeah. not that old either, or at least he keeps he himself. He's 39 years old. Under 40, it's pretty good. It doesn't take long. Where he's I mean, at. I mean, I didn't have an English accent, but when I came back from Bermuda after five years, I had kind of a dialect that, you know, word, words they would use and kind of a dialect. I mean, I wasn't talking English, but I was kind of using words and phrases that they would use and every once in a while like i'd say san luis i wouldn't say st louis no. after five years <laughs> i'd on. say where are you from san luis you, i would start saying san luis you couldn't say your hometown correctly i just i've just had it in the back of my for five years i've been down there listening to people talk and i just started kind of talking like them every once in a while how you doing bye san luis i had a friend who took a baseball scholarship at south alabama university mm-hmm. and came back two years later speaking <laughs> in these 
most Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly syndrome. <laughs> yeah, the thickest southern draw. I thought, you're kidding, right? This is a joke, and he wasn't kidding. That's just how he talked. Yeah. Uh, someone texted Andy and St. Peter's. I made a mistake when I said only Sarah Snook and Matthew McFadden are the only guy. Brian Cox is Scottish. Also, like, my dad just texted me, and it's true. Like, my mom is from Long Island, but lived there her entire Earl childhood, yeah. and she doesn't speak with a Long Island accent at all anymore. I mean, some words, yeah. but oh, well, when, she, when we go back there, it's it comes out a little bit more. But they say they say like television is destroying a lot of regional accents because everybody sounds the same on TV. Right, right. almost everyone. And it's interesting, mm-hmm. like with British singers, they'll sing and you won't necessarily know that they're British. I don't know. But when they talk, it's so obvious. But like when you're singing, it doesn't necessarily and the, come out. And the Beatles had such a heavy accent, you you couldn't hardly uh, understand what they were saying. Liverpool, that Scouse yeah. accent is thick. And then yeah. they'd sing like, I, yeah, I'm not a fan. Trash I can't accent. stand the Beatles. Oh, what? You like the, Why their would you music? say such a thing? Really, I don't like to throw the, the hate word out, but I just really don't like the Beatles music. Well, you wow. heard too much of it? No. Is this a contrarian take, or are you just... No, no, I, I, sh- I feel strongly about this. All right. All what right. is it that you just dislike about it? It's a simpler sound than what you get today. Well, I'm more of a complex guy, Doug. Okay. Oh, Blackbird is one of my favorite songs ever. How about Yesterday? That's not oh, a classic? Oh, I love Yesterday. Uh, uh, what's the... Uh, they did the one in Ted Lasso, really good. Hey Jude. Oh, you yeah. can't help it. One of the all-time classics. Yeah. Insta change for me. Not wow. good enough for you. Wow. And then when Apple. You elitist snob. When, when Apple remastered all that and put it on there, it sounds outstanding. Man. Give me Taint McRae all day. So. Well, you lose all credibility there. Oh boy. Bring oh, that up. Boy. Compare that to the Beatles. Remember when Gwyneth Paltrow she moved to England, and like four days after she moved there, she's doing interviews. Hello, John. How you doing, John? Well, yeah. How you? You've been there for four days. She started talking in English accent. Uh, hey, pale screech banged out a fat in Talladega, Alabama, and the porter potty and had a drawl for three months after. Screech, the guy in Saved by the Bell. I, I, I don't believe it's that screech, but maybe. Who knows? I don't. Dustin Diamond. He's no longer with us. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, shame on you, KG. Not mad, but disappointed. That's from Mitch from Breezy Point, Comstein. Some people, some things. Some people don't like other things. Well, I think they're probably know. still considered the number one band of all time. Yeah, I think when you think... Wishbone Ash, have you heard of them? Most <laughs> <laughs> Lonely Boys? They wouldn't be in the top 100 for most people's... Uh, uh, I don't know, I think the... Yeah, if you went... Uh, Beatles would be up there. I Not would just be up there. I think they would be at the yeah, top of well, the list. For a lot of people, but they're definitely a top five. I don't know anybody that wouldn't put them in a top five, uh, but I would think the Stones are probably up there. Pink Floyd would be up there. Led Zeppelin would be up there. And there's other ones you can put in there. In that Queen, top five, baby. A lot of people love Queen. I love uh, Queen. I, this is really surprising to me, but it, KG is getting more support than they anticipated in the text inbox presented to you by Jeff Lottman. Uh, I'm with you, KG, you sexy mf That's from Mr. Siders. Mm. Totally agree with KG. It's from the Pale Veiled Prophet. Strap on 18 says, I stand with KG. Wedding Tackle, on board with KG's take. Uh, Crystal City Clamhammer, the Beatles are trash. Wow, I did not think that... It's I, probably maybe... a generational thing because it was they brought a sound that we hadn't really heard before. Right. So it was different, and that's what made it so yeah. unique and yeah. exciting to a, a generation I love the Beatles. I love that. Everyone I know like who is somewhat music literate, and I'm not saying like I'm some musical... It's not like I don't... I listen to probably like bad music by a lot of people's standards, but I love the Beatles, man. That's some classic stuff right mm-hmm. there for me. Yeah, that's the great thing about music is it's, you know, it's what so you subjective. like. It's what you like if yeah. you don't like. But, you know, 
I'm not a huge Beatles fan. There's a lot of songs I like, and I love listening to, and I like McCartney when went solo with the Wings, and obviously George Harrison and John Lennon were great solo artists, but I would never go as far as to say I hate the Beatles when they come on. I turn them off. I don't know if I would say I hate the Beatles. I mean, there's you may not like a lot of songs, but they have enough good songs that it'd be hard to say I hate the Beatles. I mean, you can. That's fine. But I, I just don't know anybody that would say I hate the Beatles. All their music sucks. KG just said that. I didn't say I hate. I just don't really care for it. I do. The only thing I like that's even connected to the Beatles. I love the song "Got My Mind Set on You," George Harrison. Got my mind set on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there are multiple surveys taken over the years that name Hey Jude as the worst or most hated song in history. That's from Jen, Joan Jett's Groping Hand. I I just, this is shocking that. to me. I don't know what that is. Yeah, this, this, is, this stands out to me. I'll say that. Yeah. But hey, you know, Iggy said it. That's why I think like the Grammys are such BS because like there is no more subjective form of art to me, in my opinion, than music. Right. Like that's totally or, or art, <laughs> painting, <laughs> yeah. art. Yeah. yeah, that very very subjective. Totally. Uh, but like with music, like I don't know, there's some, some almost like primal or subconscious mm-hmm. about why you like a song versus why you don't like a song. Like there is objectively, I guess, bad music, but I don't know. It seems like if you like it, you like it, and that's that. Yeah, that's some true. people like some things, Doug. Mm-hmm. Other people don't like. I'm kind of a song by song guy. Yeah, you don't like. I I can't say this band. Everything they do, I love. Right. Everything they do, I hate. And and every genre is that way. Although most rap, I haven't heard any rap. I mean, my favorite band is The Cure. There's probably half their songs that they that they've done that I wouldn't even listen to. I don't say every song is great. I mean, a song will come on. I don't even even like that song. Hey, since we're on the topic of music, I don't want to step out of line here, but uh, that audio clip I sent talks about a little country music. Do we got time for that? Yeah, how about we'll tease it to the other side of the break because it is 9.06 here in St. Louis. This is the Sexted My Boss podcast, Doug. Uh, They've given us plenty of great drops and content. They're real good British. We were talking about British accents, very posh Mm -hmm. British accents on these gentlemen. We'll get to that audio on the other side of the break along with the design there, Hegan Cooling. Email today. You are listening to The Morning After, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.